Bring a sweater, Lady and Elena's archival research adventure. A podcast series about spending our summer with 17th and 18th century documents. Hi, my name is Philip Levy, and I'm a professor of history at the University of South Florida. In the summer of 2019, I began work on a new historical study of the George Washington Birthplace National Monument in Westmoreland County, Virginia. The work was sponsored by the National Park Service and the Organization of American Historians. The project is about creating a new history that can guide interpretation of George Washington's birthplace. I thought this was a great opportunity for two excellent USF history students, Elena Scapicchio and Lady Marie Berlielan, to spend a summer working with me in Virginia and in Washington, D.C. archives and spend some time in the world of professional historical research. This podcast series is them sharing their observations, experiences, and lessons learned in places that few history enthusiasts ever get to see. Let's talk about what this podcast is and what this project is and how the two are related. Where should we start? Absolutely. Well, um, this is our, me and ladies, um, first little uh, nosedive into researching, um, archival research. So real research, like not for a paper. I mean, (laughs) well... Technically. <laughs> For a paper that will not be written right. by us. <laughs> or graded. So. I wouldn't be graded. <laughs> um, so we are, we just wanted to share, um, you know, for the podcast, we just wanted to share with everyone, um, you know, just tips, tricks, stories, um, and information just about, you know. Our experience. Yeah. And so tell us a bit about each of your backgrounds in education and your research experiences. So why don't you start, Elena, and tell us that. Okay, so I am um, a senior right now at the University of South Florida in Tampa. I graduate in December, and I am majoring in history, um, specifically American history, United States history, Um, and I have a minor in anthropology. So I have done, you know, just the average research papers required within those fields um <laughs> and so this is my first um like you know i was kind of saying my first glimpse into the world of research like real research um i did uh field school last year uh, arche- an archaeology field school last year at um fairy farm with that's how i met professor levy and um so this is like a whole new experience me. Right, so lady? Um, I am a fresh grad from the University of South Florida in Tampa. Go Bulls! Um, <laughs> um, and I also majored in history, American history to be exact. Um, I, like we're talking about like experience-wise in mm-hmm. this field, yeah. I guess. Um, what kind of research you've done and what you've worked with? Yeah, I guess, I mean, research-wise, um, it, I mean, you know, papers. And lots and lots and lots of reading that comes with being a history major, as I've learned. Um, and, um, you know, just I've done, like, other things related to the field as well, like, uh, especially in museum studies. Um, uh, what is it? <laughs> Blanking. Um, I also was in the Fairy Farm Archeolog- Archaeological Field School, Archaeology Field School, with Elena last year, also with Levy. Um, and what else? I've done more, I think. When you've written papers at the end of the semester, what kind of sources do you use? Um, 
Um, the, through the data, like the databases that USF the library has, so like JSTOR and um, you know, mostly secondary sources. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, primary, pretty much all. Yeah, primary sources. if you can, but yeah. for the most part, you know. I mean, like, I feel like the professor would have to be, like, making a clear statement, like, I want primary sources. Yeah, that's but, true. Mm-hmm. But usually it's, like, secondary se- secondary sources. Yeah, I've done it a couple times um, with, like, American periodicals that, mm-hmm. that no, database, that's a great so yeah. the newspapers. Um, but as far as primary sources go, I, I think that's yeah. about it. Have you interacted with published sources? Like, you know, the library has the Washington Papers and the Jefferson Papers and things like that. For research, no. So this is all just so new and so like completely out of our comfort zone. So let's talk about what the project is, and maybe I should explain that. Um, So the Organization of American Historians and the National Park Service work together to help uh, historians create um, what are sometimes called historical resource studies, which are, depending on the park's needs, an assessment of the historical record of the park for historical parks. and different parks have different needs and different kinds of questions. Obviously, they have different resources. So because of work that I've done already on Washington sites and the George Washington birthplace site in particular, uh, they approached me about writing one of these reports for what we call GWA, the George Washington, George Washington Birthplace National Monument. National Park Service site in Westmoreland County, Virginia. It's very long. Yeah, it's a long one. And the, the, way the, park, <laughs> the way the Park Service does it is they do for all sites, the first two letters of the first two words are the name of the park in their sort of official logo. So George, the George Washington Birthplace National Monument becomes GWA. And we will say ah. GWA a lot because that's such a, a, such a good yeah. little name. It's very useful when <laughs> you know it. to apply it to other national parks now. Like yeah, they're all, they all use it. It's all there like when you look. Yosemite. To be like, yo, something. <laughs> <laughs> so that park, the Jiwa, the George Washington Birthplace National Monument, is in a bit of a transition. It's sort of reinterpreting itself and coming up with uh, new ways to talk about its, its resources and its site uh, and new tools for rangers to talk with uh, visitors and you know, new framing. Um, some of this goes back, goes a little way back, but in 2013, I worked with a group of USF students to do a reassessment of the 1930s archaeology um, that sort of led to some changes in how we understand the site, and now this is sort of the next evolution of that. But this is not about the 1930s. What they mostly need is a sort of guiding document for stories from the 18th century to be able to give a big picture of, of not just Washington and the Washington family, but the 18th century world, 17th century and 18th century world of the Washington family in that part of Virginia, in Westmoreland County, Virginia. So, and broadly speaking, I think that I see this as going from the contact period, you know, when John Smith first goes out the Potomac, um, and a little bit before that, because there are artifacts on the site that go earlier, uh, going all the way through probably 1815. 1813 is when George Corbin Washington sold off the, the family farm, and, and sort of Washington's, named Washington, sort of ended their relationship with the landscape, except for a few things they kept here and there. Um, but really, 1815 is sort of a good cutting point because that's when commemoration begins on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at that period to try to tell historical stories of that. Now, when looking at that project, that entailed being in Virginia and doing a lot of what I like to call harvesting, going to a lot of different archives and trying to track down a lot of different kinds of documents, 
all of which in some way or another relate to the site. Not every one of them is going to be you know, an earth-shattering find, mm -hmm. but collectively they start to speak. And mm -hmm. what we needed to build was or is a sort of mini archive, a, a sort of mobile collection of all those materials, because ultimately I'm going to go back to Florida and try to do this writing there. Um, so I want to have as much as I possibly can. So that seemed like a good teaching opportunity, a good research opportunity, a good chance for students to do something in the field. So that was sort of how we ended up sitting at this table. Uh, the, uh, good students I'd worked with before who I knew could do this stuff, um, and it made sense to bring them up here and spend a few weeks knocking around archives. Um, that, though, led to a whole semester of discussions. We talked a lot in the spring semester. You could talk about that. I don't have to share that. You could talk about that. You were there for that. We so. were there. I was. <laughs> Um, so we, in order to be able to do this project, there was a lot of reading and planning and preparation that needed to go into it and just flat out just some work that needed to be mm -hmm. done beforehand because, you know, even now we're finding, it feels like we just don't have enough time to get everything that we want to do, yeah. um, you know, done. We're going to get it done, but it's like, it feels like, oh my We gosh. could do this for 10 weeks. We could just, yeah, just, it's just, you know, <laughs> we would yeah. be fine. There's a lot of work to do. So, um. We would meet once a week. Um, we were doing an independent study, and we would just meet to talk about you know anything we had read, anything we had worked on. We started working on our transcription skills. Um, Explain that. That's so. Levy would give us different documents and stuff, which are, were the originals. Um, he would give us the file, and our assignment was to try to transcribe them. Well, let's go back even further. When you say originals, what do I mean? I'm not giving you, like, you know, here's a piece of ADC <laughs> paper. But, but explain it. A I think photo. People, they, yeah, a yeah. photo of the original. Of, of, but go on, because I'm not sure everybody knows exactly what we mean when we say that. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> it's like, hard like to Augustine Washington's will. Right. Um, handwritten. handwritten. Handwritten in, you know, the hand of the time, which is hard <laughs> to read, the cursive and hard hand to read. On a yellow piece of paper and black ink, and it's all very, like, it looks like the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, right. Yeah, basically. you buy at the gift shop in the in D.C. But, but a photo of it. A photo of it, and it was, it was, I mean, it, but a photo of it. So, yeah, so our assignment was to basically try to write out what we're reading. Mm -hmm. And to try to get familiar, at least have some sort of understanding or glimpse or taste of what to expect in the summer. Um, and that, I honestly felt really, when we started doing that, mm -hmm. I started feeling really excited. And yeah. I was like, this Absolutely. feels really cool. And like, I felt like closer to the history again. And it was like, it was like a puzzle trying to like understand and piece through. And um, that was like the first kind of interaction with these documents. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's what, that. I mean, that was a big part of what we had to do over the semester. And so when we say transcription, we're talking about sitting with a typewriter or, re or you know keyboard yeah. and reading <laughs> typewriter. That's right. almost okay. as old as the documents <laughs> themselves. Um, it it uh, entails sitting and reading them and, and writing down right. what they yeah, say. Different. And it's often collaborative because it's like, what does that word like, mean? Yeah, oh, what does what that is, word yeah, say? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So, right. So working on those skills, trying to get those skills together before we got here, mm -hmm. um, and they're valuable skills. They're you know there's a, there's all kinds of transcription work. Yeah. All the, all those volumes of edited papers are all done by editors who are masters of, of reading 18th, 16th, 17th century hand. It is uh, definitely not a an skill. easy thing. Yeah, it's a, like it takes forever. Yeah, practice, like so, practice. Shout out to the experts. And they and it varies. We'll talk about it more later. But you know, it's not everybody's handwriting is the same, and you know, it's yeah. not uniform at all. So yes. sure. And at but, points, you get mad at the 
the scribes, like, how dare you? Like, how dare you write like this on an official document? They have work to do. You're making this possible. difficult. Didn't you know someone would be I trying know. to read this 200 <laughs> years later? Come, this is no time for fun and games. We're being very serious right now. So we spent our time working on that stuff and kind of getting some background on the site and on the project. Um, the main focus, or one of the main focuses, was uh, the report that Charles Hatch wrote in the 1970s, late 1970s, which is the sort of guiding document since then of, um, for the park. Mm -hmm. And for what it is and what it does, it's fine. It's factual. It's, you know, it's, it's, it does a good recitation of who and what they owned and who married whom and, and dates mm -hmm. and offices held. The problem is that it's a little narrow in scope. And we've had right. you know decades of historical scholarship in the interim then, yeah. that has changed a lot of what we understand of 18th century Virginia and um, has given us understandings of people like women and enslaved Africans who are just kind right. of aren't part of the story the way the story was being told in the 70s. Yeah. And obviously the park would like to talk about these people, right? Yes. They don't want to be limited right. to sort of only talking about who owned what land. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're beginning the, the process of giving them the tools to help them have a sort of more nuanced and more contemporary discussion of the 17th and 18th century. An update. An as update. They say. That's right, if yeah. you will. So that's what we're doing. So during those discussions, we were talk we talked a lot about mechanics and how to do stuff and talked about the 18th century and talked about the scholarship. But we also started discussions about what is it like to go to an archive? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of how this happened. Yeah. Yeah. It all started when when one of us asked, is it cold in the archives? <laughs> do we need to bring or, a sweater? <laughs> what do you wear to an archive? Yeah. yeah. It was really like that. Like Because it's, it's you know, while you need to learn the, the skills and the, you know, ideas and stuff behind the, the project in general, it's like, There's we've never etiquette. been to yeah. these places. And, you know, yeah, exactly. Etiquette, that's a perfect yeah. word. It's like, it's that's totally a world that we have never stepped into. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, what do we... What do we wear? What do we do? Yeah. So it's like, how you does know, this work? It's yeah. more than just, and that's something that, that goes beyond being project specific. And I think mm -hmm. that's where this right. kind of that's stemmed right. out of is, you know, anyone interested in archival research can listen to this. You know, if you've never done it before, we're in the same spot and we're <laughs> just trying to share a little bit of, you know, what, what we've learned and what we, you know, the expectation versus reality, right. I guess, just to offer that because it's like, you know, what, no matter what project you're working on, mm -hmm. stuff about archives is, you know, stuff about archives. Yeah. <laughs> so right. we'll have that information. Or even just, like, history in general. Yeah. If anyone's interested at all in the field, or yeah, just, true. you know, you want to hear us talk. <laughs> <laughs> you're interested in us. <laughs> As people, we're here to for you to listen to. Um, but also just, you know, being really, um, people who are enthusiastic and really passionate about this field, too, if if anyone who's listening is interested in how the world of the, like like the world of history actually works, you know, this is a pretty this is an interesting part of it that I don't think a lot of people know about. So let's go right to clothing because that's an important thing. It's a great question, and it's you know, um, there's not a lot out there. It's sort of a useful thing. It's like, well, what do you? How do you comport yourself? Um, so we're gonna go to. We're going to go to county, county courthouses, we're going to go to local libraries, we're going to go to the National Park Service sites, we're going to go to the Library of Mount Vernon, we're going to go to the National Archive, and we're going to go to the Library of Congress. Woo. So that's a wide range of places, and maybe even some others. Um, so just in terms of basics of packing, what did you bring? 
Like how did you, how did you break your wardrobe down? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I really that is a great question. <laughs> it's very different for both of us. Yeah, it is. Good. It is. Um, I brought way too much business casual oh, okay. stuff, like and a lot of business stuff. Um, because in like the we've. From the first day, we kind of determined it's like a scale, like a one to five mm-hmm. scale. Five which was being like, yeah, which was really helpful. Five being like that. very dressy, and a one being like you're going to, you know, Walmart or something. So, sure. <laughs> so like one would be your home sick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and five would be you're being introduced to the queen. Exactly. <laughs> So I, I remember we walked out on the first day and Levy was like, you this guys like are at a three, three or a four. <laughs> and I was, he's like, we're around like a two or three. Yeah. And this is a three or four. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have worn lipstick. And I was like, I was like, it was just like, I don't know what to expect on the first day. So I'm going to like go a little extra because you'd rather be more formal than informal. I exactly. Think, yeah. So I packed a lot of four stuff just because I have a lot of it anyway because my job and um, I just wanted to be like absolutely prepared. So I think if if you know that you're going to be working in places like libraries, um, county courthouses, it's definitely more on the casual side. Especially right. libraries, you can look like you're actually at a regular yeah, library. You don't have to represent anything. Exactly. So um, we'll get some fours in there. We'll 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 yeah, get a, yeah, yeah. we'll get yeah. some good fours. It'll happen. But exactly, be prepared yeah. for those moments right. because you know. You are representing your project, whoever mm-hmm. you're working with, and that you never know when there's potential career opportunities out there, right. and you always want to make true. a good impression. Right. So I'm really excited to wear my four stuff because I packed so much of it, and I got some cute <laughs> outfits planned. So I'm ready. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the I other end a of the spectrum, like twos and threes, I think. Um, I think because what I was like imagining or picturing of what we would be doing over the summer was like. We're going to be, like, just doing research. I'm just, like, I mean, like, yeah, obviously we're going to meet people. And, like, in a general sense, I don't, like, this is, like, a personal preference, but I usually wear, like, makeup wherever I go. So it's kind of, like, like, I don't look so tired all the time. Yeah, like, that That can dress up <laughs> which is Yeah, regardless. which, yeah. So it's, it's uh, for me, I guess it's, like, in your demeanor, the way you, like, present yourself. But, like, it... Like, in the beginning, like I said, like, you start out at a four, and then I think over time we started to progress, like, okay, this is, like, a one, two, or three situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially, for instance, at the Westmoreland um, County Courthouse, we started off, I remember being, like, I have to dress up a little bit, this is, like, official courthouse, and then I was, like, okay, I can wear jeans now, or, yeah. like, oh, I can, I don't have to wear sandals, I can wear sneakers, mm-hmm. like, they're... They really don't care as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was, it's it's really kind of like you have to gauge it, like, while you're there. And then there are some places where you just know you have to dress. What like about, three or four. Two, everybody's got a laptop. Yes. yes. Right? Um, everybody has a, at least a camera on their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a regular camera, which we're using. Um, we have a notebook. Yes. We do. Uh, and cars. And I think that's sort of like the bulk headphones. of our headphones. headphones. I've been oh borrowing headphones because mine were broken. And I bought really bad ones. I should have splurged and got the good ones. <laughs> so I've been borrowing everyone else's headphones, which thank you. Um, but you need headphones also. <laughs> that's yes, a good, that's that's a good point. Um, AirPods. If financially able, <laughs> AirPods are a great asset. Um, 
because if someone doesn't They're have good shareable headphones, things. I can give them the other one. So, and then we can both listen to music and, you know, it's, it's a grand old time. Um, but I mean, in just terms of mobility and you're not moving around too much, it's pretty nice. I mean, but you know, obviously, I mean, I didn't even buy my own AirPods, but, and that was also like a plug. So Apple, please sponsor us because, you know, so, it'd be great. So we got skills, places, and appearances. So that's kind of a good start for, yeah. for where we're going. So yeah. let's, let's end there and we'll pick up with another theme shortly. This podcast was produced by me, Philip Levy, with special thanks to the George Washington Birthplace National Monument, the National Park Service, the Organization of American Historians, the University of South Florida, and the University of Mary Washington.